podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. The boys are back and we are fucking depressed. Uh, who knows how long K-State's going to be in a Power 5 conference and who knows how long Bosco's boys will still be a thing. But as long as we're still a thing, we are sponsored by Spotify Green Rooms. We are going live. Uh, gosh, I, the poll is like 55-45 for Wednesday. So um, I think we're going to go live on Wednesday again. Um, I have a feeling that... Green Room is going to be dominated by a certain topic for a good period of time. Yeah, so... So, if you need to skip, I can host... Also, yeah, I can host any of them if you like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I like I like doing them, but I might we might have a Grant KSU special one of these nights. But I think we're going to just start going live on Wednesdays until shit starts happening. You know, if there's a U.S. soccer game that I can't miss, or you guys just need to be flexible, we'll try to give you... a some good uh, heads up but luckily the Spotify green room crowd is very active on Twitter so just keep an eye out for Twitter so um, yeah we're sponsored by them um, and some non-depressing news real quick just make want to make an announcement because I didn't say it on the live show anyone who follows me on social media knows but uh, he's, he's walking around right now you know sniffing up my feet I'm a dog owner Chauncey Bosco uh, he's, he's a good-looking pup, and I'm, I'm happy to join the club. He's 10 weeks old and has razor-sharp teeth. Yeah, he's a good-looking boy. You're in for some serious work over the next several months, but it'll get easier. You'll get used to the grind. It won't get easier, but you will get used to the grind. Let me say that. Uh, but I'm happy for you. It's been a long time coming. I'm surprised you're just getting a dog now. Apartments do that to you. Yes, I apartments did that to me. Some trauma the first time I tried to adopt a dog did that to me. I but, mean, I don't even have my dog right now, so he's at my parents, and he's probably going to be there for quite a while. So, well, Mal and Shelly like, but he's in a so. great home now, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, apartments not good for dogs. Yeah, well, luckily I have this house. So before we get into all the other questions. Um, I mean, I think we're going to be talking about it in the green room forever, um, and I'm also going to sneeze. Uh, just talk about conferences and stuff. Conferences and stuff. Well, everybody knows what's going on. Conference realignment is reared its ugly head again, and this time it's real. Texas and Oklahoma are gone. They're going to the SEC. I think it was officially announced today, which is Friday, the 23rd. I don't know if it was like official from the schools, but like they're right, putting right. out like I mean, it's cryptic done. tweets. It's over. It's done. They're gone. Um, so that leaves the remaining eight schools either scrambling for new homes, be it Power Five or who's going to get left out. And it leaves. It also leaves the Big Twelve with a big decision of, you know, the leadership. Are we going to try to be brave and keep these eight together and add four more teams, get back to twelve, try to maintain the Power Five status? All sorts of shit going on. It's very depressing because K State is in trouble. Okay, so the question um, from Cats by 92, 90, or 902, I should say. 
Um, what is the best landing spot for cases we're sitting here today? So if you're able to do a magic wand, wand realistically, what would you say the best move is for Honestly, I don't know. I feel like so much has changed in just 48 hours since we talked on Wednesday in Green Room about it. Um, I think the best case is for, you know, long long-standing safety, I guess, would be if we somehow made our way into the Pac-12. Um, even though the Pac-12 is <laughs> the worst fucking Power 5 conference right now, I mean, I guess minus now the Big 12, which is obviously in, on fire, but makes the least amount of money out of all P5 schools prior to the last this prior to this week. It's and, still so much substantially more than any G5. Correct. Um, that would probably be our safest bet because it looks like everything's going to super conferences at this point. Um, <laughs> I just can't imagine there's going to be a scenario where there's not four power conferences, uh, 16 teams each, that are kind of representing each corner of the country. Um, and I don't really see the Big 12 being in that. Um, I like the idea. I think my favorite idea is the Big 12 holding on to those eight teams, putting on a brave face and going out and getting the best four candidates to make the strongest conference they can, but if as long, and, and remaining a P5. I like that more than going to the Pac-12 because, and this is a change of tune from what I said on Wednesday, but I fucking hate the idea of going to the Pac-12 after kind of ruminating on that for a while. It just is a very bizarre fit. Uh, I don't know. I, I just can't get excited about being in an entirely new conference with teams that we have absolutely zero history with and no geographical connection to. It could be like, there are interesting things about it, of course, but I don't know. I think, I mean, right now, if we ended up in the Pac-12, that's the best option for us, probably, for the integrity of the school. Yeah, I think you laid it all out correctly. I think if money wasn't an issue, if money and stability wasn't an issue, I think the remaining eight teams sticking together and then doing a best of the rest, like sucking it up and bringing in BYU, bringing in Cincinnati, uh, bringing in Memphis, Central Florida, um, you know, and then maybe going. That, that gets you to 12 and then maybe even going to 16. Have like four pods. Bring in Houston. Bring in Boise. Colorado. Like it would not be a good look. But it being able to stay with those eight teams, that would mean so much more to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I don't think that gets you more money than the big uh, than the Pac-12. And it definitely doesn't give you more stability. I mean, that would just be like a ticking time bomb in itself. So. Right, yeah. Because I think, I think if you find a way to get into the pack 16 or whatever it's called, that has to be what you do. I agree. But I don't know how realistic that is. But we're going to move on to just, you know, the usual random Ask Bosco questions. I'm sure we're going to get to talk Spotify Green Room and be depressed about that, you know, mm. for yeah. a while. So, yeah, we'll start with Paracat Ryan. Pick one football coach or staffer to sign a lifetime contract and one to fire right now. Lifetime contract, I'm going Connor Riley, and I'm firing Tuiasa Sopo, actually. I don't know if that surprises folks, but I'm firing Tui. I'd fire Jason Wright. 
I would have fired him three years ago. I I wouldn't have actually had him be a coach on for one game, um, but I I would still choose Tui. Jesus, <laughs> he likes to chew. Dog scared the shit out of me. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that's obviously. Who are you I think, I think Connor Riley. That's what I would give it to. All right, the next one. What is your favorite and least favorite play-by-play person for K-State football games? Are you, is there a better chance of getting a play-by-play person on Fox or ESPN? A good one. Honestly, I don't want to talk about anything to do with TV contracts. <laughs> if I'm being 100% I don't want to honest. talk at all. Um, who was the dickhead that was, like, Brando. He's Brando is horrid, and I'm not just, like, he's genuinely very bad. Um Honestly, I like Ben Lieber, and they're both with Fox. So. Lieber, obviously, I like. I mean, Gus Johnson's always fun, um, and he loves Deuce Vaughn. So, yeah. special connection there. Um, also, Clat, I mean, Clat, but he's more. He's not a play-by-play, he, and he's typically with Gus. But I love that pair. Yeah, that's a good pair. All right. Um, which ba- Bonehound and shame on. Uh, T O or yeah T O B O seven saying bonehound. I, I know John Kurtz don't like that, but he asked which bonehound is most likely to fight someone and then yell cats by ninety. I think he tweeted this question in right after the sons and sons and four guy. Probably chef. Yeah, I think chef. Uh, I think Mike also gets a little rowdy when he's drunk. No, he's just uh, just gets drunk. He just gets <laughs> drunk and then he buys. Uh, you dinner for like a hundred dollars, and he doesn't realize it. Oh, he did that to me, which was awesome. Shout out to Mike. Thank you, Mike, for buying me Q39. That was cool. Yeah, I think I think Chef probably is the right. Chef guy. is probably psychotic. Yeah, <laughs> and he's always bringing that kind of chaotic energy. So one hundred percent. Casey Railroader asked, "How many wide receivers end the season with at least three hundred yards receiving? How many do we need for a nine-win season?" So, and he says specifically wide receivers. 300 yards. I think... None of them had it last year. I think one. And I think we get two. I think if you have... I did make a prediction earlier, which is like, I don't have any conviction in, but I said Keenan Garber would have over 300 yards receiving. That's Maybe all purpose. I yeah. can see him like getting some rushes. Um, I mean, I think Malik Knowles, if he stays healthy, he'll go over 300. Um... I don't know who else does. I can't trust any of them, frankly. I'm gonna say how gets 300. But I think Amater Bebe will go over 300. But he's a tight end. I know. And I'm just he's... saying. I think Amater Bebe will be like that kind of second, the Briley Moore type. Briley Moore went over, and so, he only played eight games. So can we win nine if it's only Malik Knowles? Mm. Yeah, we can. <laughs> I mean, you got dudes I think, who can do it I all. mean, because we've got Skyler and we've got... We might have a, a better rushing attack if our offensive line is as good as people seem to think it is. Yeah, we'll sure. see. All right, Powercat Ryan asks, Why are so many fans acting like the new staff can't recruit when they're statistically better than Snyder 2.0 with, uh, without the winning track record that Bill had? Is it because similar programs are recruiting better than us now? Any reason to doubt the staff's ability? And honestly, it's only this year that Iowa State's recruiting better than us, and they're coming off you know a Big Twelve championship appearance. 
I don't think recruiting is about to be getting any better. I don't want to talk about recruiting either. Yeah, but I, I'm just <laughs> going to say this. I think people expected when we had a staff that was actually going to try because Bill's staffs didn't really try. There was one guy, it was Taylor Bratt, who was trying. Um, I think they all expected that it was going to all of a sudden be like top 40, which I don't think was realistic. But I, I, just I honestly think, think, and like a lot of people will, or I don't know if they will, who are listening, but I know a lot of people that would scoff at this. I think it's almost still like considered too early to really know how are these like their first. They've had this will be their what fourth cycle technically. Uh, the yes. first one was just like uh, gluing together not their class in ten days. Twenty twenty uh, was not great. Ended up having a mass exodus, and then you hit COVID, and that like restricts recruiting so severely that it's like... But we still had two of, like, our best classes in the Rivals era the last two years. Right. But in terms of, like, they've only played two seasons, and one of them is, like, you have to basically throw in the trash. So, I don't know. I just kind of feel like they don't have a lot to go on yet. They're clearly better recruiters. They put in more effort. That's really all I can ask for. I just want to win games. I just want to stay in a Power 5 conference. Yeah, it's kind of depressing. Over under five snaps per game for Will Allen. Under. Under. It better be under is all I'm going to say. I'm fine with him getting like three snaps a game if he's going to be like What the fuck kind of snap? Like, I'm going to be pissed if we get in the red zone and we put in Will fucking Howard to run the ball. Because (laughs) he has nothing but a track record of being horrendous in the red zone. I'm going to trust them until I see it. Like, put your... Senior quarterback I mean, who is Skyler's good in the red so zone. So good in the red zone. <laughs> I'm going to lose my fucking shit if that's what they're yeah, playing. The first time it happens, I'm going to melt down. I'm going to feel like scores a touchdown. I'm like, I'm fine admitting I'm wrong. If it works, okay. But it, I think like that would be a really stupid ass thing to do. Yeah. What scenarios would you like to see Will Howard in? Goal to go, 32 no. from the 50. <laughs> I'm going to just say this. I There's no scenario where I want to. No, this is the scenario I want to see Will Howard in. We're up on Texas by 40. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and then I want Will Howard to come in because Skylar Thompson got ejected for doing the horns down three times. We better get 150 penalty yards doing that. Everybody. Yeah, I, I want that. Even if it costs... Even if we lose. Yeah, I, <laughs> horns down the entire way. Um, Casey Railroader asks, if Deuce has 1,000 rushing and 1,000 receiving and Malik has 1,000 receiving, how many games do the Cats win? Uh, 12. We're going undefeated. Agree. Cosine. Chances of that happening, zero. Yeah, that's pretty fucking low. Alright, if you add Arthur Brown uh, and senior Tyler Lockett to this year's team, how far do they go? Big 12 championship game. I genuinely... I think we win the Big 12. I genuinely believe that, too. Um, Now, how much... Yeah, dude, fuck. Arthur wouldn't have any help at linebacker, most likely. But we don't know that yet. I mean, Daniel Green's been fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. And he was so good. Like, he covers so much ground. Fuck yeah, we're, we're going to Arlington, and yeah. we legitimately could be winning it. Yeah, we're we might go. We might go 10-0. Just, like, yeah, just a fucker. Arlington. Yeah. In the conference. 9-0. 9-0, yeah. I, that would be, yeah, that's... Because then imagine Tyler Lockett gets to do what he does, and then you have Malik Knowles and Amater Bebe and Deuce all being able to be, be second, disgusting. third, and fourth options. Yeah, it would be nasty. 
And Tyler Lockett was so fucking good. Like, no, it you think back on how good he was, like, it was pretty unbelievable. So NFL has tweeted this out and put it on he's, Instagram yeah, like a million times about how he's never had a drop in the end zone. And I'm just like, fucking shit. Of course, like, the one drop that I think of, like, the, honestly, the first play I think of when I think of Tyler Lockett is that drop goes through his hands off his helmet to an Auburn defender and then... Oh, Something fuck. he literally never does. And that is, like, one of the most unbelievable stats I've ever heard. He's never yeah. dropped a target in the end zone, in the NFL. In the NFL. And some of, like, his catches are, like, circus catches. He's insane. Yeah, that's wild. Evan D. Shanelanilak, what is the best secondhand purchase you've ever made? Uh, what does that mean? Secondhand So purchase. it's like, all right, someone else owned it. Oh, you, you, uh, that's a good question. But like, I don't know. I like that K-State windbreaker you have. I don't buy anything secondhand. Oh. I probably should. I only won that, like, one time That's for four minutes. super cool. It is cool looking. But it's, if it was like an actual, like, windbreaker of that It's material, like a tarp. It's fucking tarp. It's a tarp. It's tarp Tyvek. It's very bizarre. Uh, but it looks cool. I might have to just, like, get a cool frame for it and put it up on the wall somewhere. But... Uh, shit. I don't buy anything secondhand. Used. I don't know. I'm Sorry, a- Evan. Good question. We don't have answers for it. All right. Evan DeShane and Elena Lack, all three freshmen from the 2019 recruiting class, uh, left this offseason. How much does each uh, departure hurt? 2019 recruiting class. So that was, well, that's not all of them because Sloan already left. Oh, basketball. Yeah, basketball. I don't give a fuck about any of them. How okay so in a vacuum it, none of it hurts yeah um, like each well Dejuan still will hurt because Dejuan has so much potential I guess it's hard to really tell because we haven't played any yeah. of the season yet but I mean Tony I think we probably upgraded across the board yeah I think Antonio had to go I want nothing I'm sad for Montavious yeah, Murphy I'm sad for Montavious Murphy but he obviously was never going to be healthy. Dejuan needed a change of scenery. Oh, this little thing needs so much attention. You might have to go potty. Oh. Nah, maybe. Well, we're going to keep going. Okay. And I'll end up regretting saying that. Hold on. Potty time. Oh, well. Started recording. All right. Well, this is the standard of the podcast now, so let's just show the people what this shit is. Yeah, so uh, we're we're near the end, anyways. Well, there's probably no one listening 15, at this point. Yeah. You know, we're we're a nothing podcast. We're a nothing school now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chauncey uh, decided he was going to go pot or go poop. So good job, buddy. Happy for him. Okay. Uh, so uh, Gordon Twelve Jake, would you rather see white alternates for non Big Eight opponents or stadium wide alcohol sales for the bill? I'd alcohol. Say, yeah, alcohol. <laughs> He know. also increases revenue too, so I like the white pants, but I'd much rather be able to drink a I'd love you know, to shock top in my seat. That would be awesome. Okay, uh, BG Shocker fourteen. Wow, Bennett really just jumping jumping to the shockers. <laughs> Thanks, Bennett. Love you too. Because of the return to normal college football season, key returning players of the season, there seems to be a higher anticipation level. Than usual for the season. When do you think the last time there's this much buzz and anticipation going into the football season? When this question came in, I 
honestly, I, I kind of disagreed with it, but, you know, I could kind of see it, but now I think that's all gone. <laughs> I can even say. Uh, for me, personally, it's about as hyped as I've been. But I don't know. I was yeah, extremely I was, hyped for 2019. Yeah, so, yeah. I but, was more hyped for 2019. And, like, now... <sighs> I'm just depressed. even remove the conference realignment. I feel like I've been a little bit disconnected just because I have been. I've got a three month old, so I'm very distracted. I'm not going to be going to as many games. I won't have my season tickets. So this is what I'm going to Also, hyped. here's the thing: if folks want to like send a message to the college football world, if we somehow were able to get like sixty thousand seats in Jerry World, that might turn some heads. So is that going to save us? Probably not. But hey, I'd say go to as many games as you can before we're playing Colorado State each weekend. SF Wildcats won. Following episode 300, 301, and now 302 and 303, I think, and a million downloads, how does this not become a full-time gig for the boys? Well, we were anticipating going full-time, launching a whole network. You guys were going to see multiple shows a day. We were going to increase our ad revenue. It was going to be my full-time job, but I don't think people will do that for an American conference podcast. And genuinely, like... We need like a million downloads per episode for, for us to quit our fucking jobs. Based on our current ads, yes. Yeah, like we could. I mean, I would love to do that calculation, but um, well, there's no way. I don't know. I mean, podcasting doesn't pay much, especially now that everybody has a podcast. Honestly, if we could get five hundred thousand ep- or downloads a month, we both could do it full time. Yeah. And, I don't know. People should also buy a lot more shirts. I agree. We did start a Patreon. I mean, that... And then, you know, the pandemic just pulled yes. it away. Yeah, we weren't going to do Out of in, with, with such integrity, uh, we decided to take it down while... So people could, you know, not... We didn't want to ask for money. It just didn't feel right, you know? Yeah. That's why we that, stopped the Patreon. 100% <laughs> it. Not, not any other reason. Um... SL Keck, what profession would the Big 12 football coaches have if they weren't involved in sports? I hate these questions, Steve. Matt Campbell but would I'll be try. a... PE teacher. Yeah. PE teacher, not a very good one. Um, Gary Patterson would be like a washed-up record executive. I could see that, I guess. Who like, produced like, one like, gold record back in the 60s and never let up. Chris Kleiman would be the like top Ford salesman in a tri-state area. He would be Buddy Garrity. Yeah, he would be Buddy Garrity. Uh, yeah. Matt Wells would be unemployed. Yeah, Matt Wells would be unemployed. <laughs> uh, I think Lance Leipold would be like a cop. Yeah, like a sheriff. He just looks no, like he, a sheriff to me. He wouldn't be a sheriff. He'd be a cop. Like, but he would like get like horrible beats. Um, <laughs> Sark would be like. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I don't know. Working either. at a weed shop. Well, he's an alcoholic, I so I don't think he'd be around substances. <laughs> okay. Sounds like he would be around sub- substances. Well, I think he's gotten his life clean. Um, who else is in here? Uh, Dave Aronde. Yeah. Would be a, he'd, be a UF, a, he'd be a UFC referee. I was, was going to say, like, a motivational speaker. I could see that. Too. Actually, he's, like, the trainer. number one, like, football guy. Like, he could not, he'd have to be involved with sports, so. Trainer, maybe something like yeah. that. Yeah, all right. Uh, SF Wildcats, one ass. In 2000, the Topeka High Band had so many students 
the drumline had to create its own makeshift uniforms. What non-traditional uniforms would you like to see the pride of Wildcat land sport? I want to see them all wear the Bob Huggins cat scratch basketball uniforms. That would be cool. What would Mike Gundy be also? Oh, shit. And Lincoln Riley. Lincoln oh. Riley, I think, would be like... I actually see him being like a teacher that gets in trouble for you-know-what. Oh, Okay. Um, I don't know why it's just Gundy like, would be like running like a deep state fake blog. One hundred percent. That's true. He, he he already subscribes to all that. Yeah, advice. he'd be like a QAnon guy full time. This is the second time I've called a coach. Well, I was gonna just kind of move on from that. I don't want you to get banned. Let's on move on. That. Um, Michael Murray said, "Would you rather see? Would you rather bring the pregame Willie tackle back?" But you have to be the guy getting hit every time, or bring it back and have Willie run on all fours for his approach. <laughs> uh, I guess I don't all really fours. Feel like being every, everyone makes fun of Willie as is. Like, might as well just commit to the bit. I certainly don't want to be getting my head bounced off the turf. So. Nick L one one three four getting this question out there for everybody. What game do you guys plan on, or what what game do you guys play on? Have a meetup, but I think he meant to say plan on having a meetup. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of stuff has changed recently. I mean, we're both going to be in Arlington. If you're there, we could certainly probably try to find a place to meet up. I don't know. Are you going to tailgate? Yeah, or are you going to? I have a parking pass. Okay. I don't know. I was Nick, you've asked me a handful of times. I keep saying I'll let you know. I don't know. We might. I don't know either. Because I don't know what games I'm going to be at this year. Depends on how we start, frankly. Yeah. Uh, if we go 3-0, we'll have one in uh, Stillwater. Listen, Nick. We're depressed. Okay? Yeah. Give uh, us a moment. So, uh, If Ace, you're in Arlington, though. Yeah, I mean, like, just between us. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I don't know if you've ever been there. Texas Live, that's in walking distance. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of people there pre-gaming that instead of actually tailgating. Yeah, Who knows? If you could pick one coach for K-State to hire at any position, who would you hire and why? No restrictions on a head coach moving down to a position coach. So you could have Lincoln Riley be your quarterback coach. I'm having to be I would just OC. I, I would just, like, literally have Nick Saban be our head coach. I know. Is that allowed, though? No restrictions. Hire on one head coach, coach for K State to hire at any position. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I'm hiring Nick, Nick Saban Nick for, to finish out his <coughs> his time. <coughs> He's old, though, man. Yeah. <coughs> Are you sick? What's going on? I think I have a cold. Thanks for the heads up. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. Um, Link, but Lincoln Riley, the quarterback coach, would be good. Um. Target Cat Ryan asks, should people tweet koozies in the wild, but also tell us what they're drinking in the koozie? Sure. That's a fine addition. Typically, you can see what they're drinking, though. So it's not... Maybe you're allergic to the new pet that you have in your house for the last two days. <laughs> I hope not. It'll, that'll go away. I was allergic to Newman for a little bit, and then I, I got used to it. Um, yeah, tell us what you're drinking. Last question. For some reason, I'm going to take it. Jake the Recliner Guy Gordon. Gordon 12 Jake. 
In what home game does the loudest moment for the Cats take place this season? What will be the cause? My guess, Iowa State, Skyler to Amata Bebe for a game-winning touchdown. Let's go with that. Not going to top that. Or us running the score up on Oklahoma. That would be so mint. I would take it. Julius Brent's pick six to go up by 30 in the fourth quarter. Oh, my God. Yes. Although the best... Not this isn't... I guess this isn't totally true. But I always love a good, like, climactic defensive play. I'd prefer to blow them out. I would, too. Oh, no doubt. But I could see the loudest moment being, like, it's fourth it's fourth and 14, we're up three against Iowa State, and Duke absolutely blindsides Purdy for the clincher. That's what I'll do. Because right. I like to, I want to fantasize about it too. That's good. That's good. All right, that's all we have. This was a super shit episode, maybe one of our worst episodes of all time. I don't know how this is the worst episode of all time. Yeah, I, I actually do think this is <laughs> easily. Uh, if, if we throw out some quick take hot takes in like the bet online episodes, yes, I think this is the worst episode of all time. Whatever. Depressed. Sorry. Yeah. I'm depressed. <laughs> there, wasn't, there weren't that many questions either. Well, I stopped probing for them when uh, shit hit the fan with the conference. Oh, well. It counts. It does count. Uh, everybody. Let's be miserable together. Everybody Wednesday, pray. Hope for the best. And, you know, maybe we'll get a lifeboat. Maybe it won't be so bad. Maybe it won't be so bad, you know? The future of college football. Uh, several teams. I mean, what twelve team playoff that opens the door a little bit for for K State future. It's just not as fun. But folks, hold on to your butts and meet me at the cat hat. Here
Podcast Network.